We are in a mellow mood here at Mutiny Radio. Happy Friday, everybody. This is Global Val here saying hello and welcome to the Common Thread Collective. It is April 1st, 2016. A beautiful day here in the Mission District. Please come down and join us. We're at the corner of 21st and Florida Streets, right at the corner. Come check out this cool community space, the art on the walls, and the people who are here waiting to uh, to share and care about what you have to say. So um, welcome, everybody. And uh, hey there, Diamond Day. Happy National Poetry Month. I, I was about to say that. And one of the reasons why the mood is so festive is that we have a gathering of friends here. People are coming through because the common thread is now there. It's not uh, finding that common thread is not something we do do, do alone. Uh, it's something that we do when we have friends gathering at Mona Lisa here. Hey, Mona Lisa. Welcome, sister. It's been a while. Thank you, Dave. Glad to be here. And here happens to be Allison, the poetry lady. Allison, how about Poetry Month? Happy Poetry Month, and there's a good, uh, good reasons why uh, we should all be gathering. It be. I'm gonna open up with a uh, a poem. A poem, and uh, what uh, I turned into, what I turned up to. This is a piece of parish. A Crisis Anthology. In fact, that uh, uh, with graphics by uh, Kenneth Patchen and introduction by Miriam Patchen. And Miriam, of course, is the uh, is uh, his uh, partner of many many years. In fact, every book of the many books of of uh, Kenneth Patchen, each and one, each and every one, as far as I could see, as far as is dedicated to Miriam Patchen. They were that close. But uh, a bit later, a generation later, was Dan DePrima. And I'm going to read to kick off National Poetry Month, what could be more appropriate, oh, but a revolutionary letter by, by Dan, by Dan, uh, by Dan DePrima. And it's dedicated for, to Fokanara Nelly. I'm not sure who that is. We can Google it. And John Lennon, who we know very well who it was. There is always the fire. Downwind, it blows our eyebrows off, blows holes in our dusty skin. In the crucible, it melts out faces. Into knots and puddles, it melts our hearts. And they become rock, or something more feeling than flesh. There's no way around it. It is. There is always the fire. Is it alchemy? Must the process pass through 10,000 suns? There has never been a way around the crucible. Replace the old? There are even, there, there are even in alchemy two ways. And this, our way, our supplant, habits of war, our supplant, habits of war. It is the dry way. No blood, no tears, only substantial presence. My hand in yours, and you, a stranger. There are no strangers now. The transformation, this transformation, 
by the inward fire, our heat, our love, no charred limbs, blistered eyeballs, brains turned into steam, only the inward fire. Slow, combustion, quick change, tomorrow is already here. Give peace a chance. Give peace a chance. Hey, Mona Lisa. Hey, woman to that. Good, good, good. Hey, hey, woman is right. I like that. In fact, I I just just give my daughter at, uh, I mean, not my daughter, my doctor, a special doctor sitting in, and her name at the Native American Health Center, her name was Goodman. And I said, well, how about good woman, was my first uh, words to her. (laughs) And she said, I like that. (laughs) I said, are you Jewish? She said, I am. And it turned out uh, she's, uh, she's, uh, in 1966, before the Six-Day War, she too uh, spent time in Israel. In fact, uh, she too has done many things, been in many places, and is going to have a special event in which she tells her story that I'm invited to, and uh, she's going to be sitting right here one of these days, right here at Mutiny Radio, because she's got stories to tell. Her husband's father fought in Spain in the Spanish Civil War. We found that common thread thread for sure. It's a progressive person who made that choice to work at the Native American Health Center. And I'd be Native on my father's side, Ojibwe, and Jewish on my mother's side. And I'd say, are you Jewish? Good men, good women? I am. And that's how my day began, finding that common thread and letting us flourish. And this be the Common Thread Collective. And so, hey, uh, hey, Mona Lisa, hey, Allison, uh, we'll get to you in a second, in a few minutes, in a moment or two, but I want you to see, so uh, this would be April, National Poetry Month, and uh, they call it the, uh, whether that's because T.S. Eliot called it, said April is the cruelest month, I don't know. But it's also been April Fool's Day. You're supposed to have a laugh and get a giggle for turning your friends into fools. Am I right? We just had a little fun with um, Val's um, women's magazine show. Okay. What was the fun? Well, we were talking about the Equal Rights Amendment, and um, and we uh, we asked people to call in and, and tell us when the Equal Rights Amendment had passed. Um, of course, April Fools. April Fools, fools on you know jokes on us. It has never, it has not passed yet. That's right. Um, so we're looking ahead to see how we can make that happen. So that was a major event. We have these bumps in the movement, women's movement. Let's look back. This is our history. Not so much history or history, these bumps in the women's movement, and certainly I believe it was uh, it was during uh, I forgot the year, but it was when uh, uh, Jimmy Carter was president. Am I right? When was the uh, when was the great push? To, it wasn't. Uh, it was in the 70s. Um, with Bella Absuk. That's right, Bella Absuk. Yeah. Right. And uh, was it the? Well, we're making history now. We've got a lot of things going on this month, don't we? Oh, good. We're about to get to that. I was just getting a little, uh, doing a little backstory. Well, you're right. It never passed, and it remains to be passed. It uh, it, it came close, but was abandoned 
back then. I think it was, but anyway. Right. But, but, there, but it uh, has been introduced in Congress every year since. It just has never actually gotten. Yeah, well, there's a real push for it back then. Right. It was part and parcel of the, of the Hurst story and the rise of the women's movement for sure. And uh, the beat goes on. So you have Saturday, April 16th, right there in front of you. So tell us about what's going on. This is a big push you do every year. You help make it happen every year. This is a busy month. And you come there. So tell us a bit about what's happening. Let's cut to the chase, as they say. Okay, well, I know a lot of listeners out there are Bay Area locals and that they want to get out there and be present for what they believe in. Um, and there's a lot going on this month. Um, I know we're about to hear about MAP. So I'm going to skip ahead. Um, April 16th at the Women's Building at 10 a.m. is where people are gathering for the Walk Against Rape, and that happens every year. Um, you can go to sfwar.org for more information on that. And um, this year is a very special um, Earth Day celebration on oh. April 23rd um, because this year, and it's just a special thing that's happening this year, is that um, Earth Day is being celebrated in the mission um, on the day um, that is also the death of Cesar Chavez, who, as um, um, the history of that, many people might not know, is that um, Cesar Chavez was actually um, one of the founders of the modern environmental movement. And so drawing together that intersection of human rights, that environmental rights are human rights, um, on April 23rd, the Cesar Chavez Day Parade that also gathers at Dolores Park at 19th and Dolores Street. Um, so all the um, local schools and um, organizations get together and they march for Cesar Chavez Day. And um, this April 23rd, April 23rd is the um, day of um, Cesar Chavez's death. And um, in um, um, the intersection with that happening with Earth Day, uh, many environmental groups, including the uh, March Against Monsanto, um, are also participating in um, the Cesar Chavez Day Parade and um, calling attention to the need to end monoculture, to label GMO, um, the access to food and water as being human rights. Um, there are um, several speakers and organizers who will be there um, at the rally at 24th and Bryant, um, and that rally will be at 1215 at 24th and Bryant, followed by a huge festival. So the Cesar Chavez festival is from 24th and Bryant, like right by the 24th Street BART, all the way back. And it's just so fun. There are two stages and the whole community comes out, all the local restaurants and shops put out tables. And it's just a great way to just really enjoy the mission and mission culture. Plus, many farm workers come, people have been in that struggle. Delon, Delano, and with the lettuce uh, that uh, come to that as well. So it's not just, uh, uh, traditionally it's been not just uh, the folks on the mission, but also many guests, many people who come through uh, from the, who have spent their lives in the field are there. So it's got melding, uh, really coming together. Yeah, and you know, we've, and I, you know, I don't know how deep we want to go into this, but um, there have been some like tensions and some, because also the, the Earth Day Street Fest is the same day and it's a lot of the same street. participants um, and the same interests. And this is when we talk about the intersection is happening on 22nd Street. So that'll be from Valencia to Mission Street on 22nd around the same time. So that's all day until 6 o'clock. Um, so, but a, I know that a lot of the Earth Day organizers are having to like 
carefully parse out their prep time in the morning because they want to be there for Cesar Chavez Day and they want to be there for workers' rights and that um, that there is a, a great overlap. And um, so there's a lot of, I think, the, the focus on the stages on both 24th Street and 22nd Street, there's just a lot of, the music is just phenomenal. It's very community-based and just like you're just going to dance all day and eat good food all day. So please come out April 23rd. Um, please be there where the, the, the march leaves promptly at 11 o'clock um, from 19th Street, right by 19th and Dolores. It's going to be a big day. So, yeah. It's be an amazing day. Yeah. So, so to, to, to recap, show up at uh, Dolores Park, 19th and Dolores, around 10. The march for Cesar Chavez Day leaves there at 11, marches to 24th and Bryant, where there'll be a rally at 12.15 with some speakers, and then mosey on over to Earth Day, which is uh, the festival on 22nd Street between Mission and Valencia for the rest of your afternoon until uh, 6 o'clock that evening. Well, actually, the, fe- the the festival on 24th Street is actually going until 6 also. Oh, wonderful. So it's just going to be, the mission is just going to be a really fun place. Nice. Not too far away. You can hop back and forth between the two festivals, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people will be doing so. Well, I'm sure last year I imagined that because I walked through it and I'd, before the 22nd Street uh, I, I would always go down to 24th Street and uh, participate in that and uh, participate in that. And I saw these two were happening separately, and it wasn't, I don't think the people, or if they people, uh, yourself included, were really aware of how many years uh, 20, uh, Cesar Chavez Day had been at 24th Street. So it was, an, it was an idea waiting to happen. And I'm so glad that you guys, so the two groups have met together, is that right? Well, actually, um, the the first Earth Day of this group that's organizing, um, I was involved with. Um, it actually started out as a National Organization for Women action um, on Earth Day, and it was April 23rd then also. And um, Dolores Huerta came out, and she spoke about um, Cesar Chavez's role in the modern environmental movement and the importance of remembering that and the importance of pulling together that intersection because it's together and united that we will change oh, no the, the, the situation. Together. Than any, doing more together than any of us could do on our own. And this is a good example. And at that time, though, the Earth Day, where Peace Day, was in front of City Hall. And it was uh, last year, was last year the first time you were on 22nd Street? Right, right. Part yeah. of that was at City Hall and Civic Center Plaza. Yeah. And so I, I was wondering, I remember before it happened, I said, what's going on? Are they really going to get all of this happening on this small street, uh, which happens to be right in front of the Revolution Cafe? And so I was, uh, I had a big question mark in my head, but I was right there in front of front, in front stage with Rupa and the, uh, Rupa and, and the April Fishes played. And I looked around, it was beautiful. I don't know if you have Rupa this year, but Rupa, Rupa held it down, Rupa did it, and Rupa, of course, reflects it. another culture and really rocks. Well, is she going to be here this and the year? And the Bionics, no, they were, Bionics and Rupa were last year. Oh, um, they were so good. This Both year, they're, um, the, you can look online um, at earthdaysf.org to see who's playing there, and you can look on um, cesarchavezday.org to see who's playing on there because there's two stages on both streets. So there's going to be music all day. Okay, and this Douglas, but I think so. Are you sure? Do you do you have any idea who's going to be playing? Oh yeah, Cat Delic's playing. Cat Delic will be there. Nice. Um, the, yeah, the lineup is great. I'll look that up. 
My son used to be a Cadillac, but he had a falling out. He was the bass player. And I said, why aren't you doing that, Dad, uh, anymore? With Cat Dad, with Ron Cat? Yeah, he was their bass player. And, of course, Ron Cat was the bass player for uh, for uh, Funkadelics. That's where he yeah. got it started. Yeah. So for for one season, my son was their bass player, and it was and uh, that was and so that was a great choice. And Genevieve and Leslie Grant are also in Cadillac, and they are amazing. I just find they're like the you know okay, woman power yeah. of Cadillac is pretty awesome. Well, came nice. And later. Pamela Parker they used came. to be with Cadillac. Yes. And she was yes. she was amazing. And yeah. I know she has a, a big contribution show coming up too. Um, so who else is playing? Jay Boogie in the Dubtronic Dance. Okay, Pangea good. Football Club. Football Club. Um, so there'll be there'll be quite a few DJs playing too, a DJ stage. Oh, that's she could have said the dance he was playing there too. Oh, let's see what's it said. Well, you're so good. Here it is. Here it is. For a while they had, I remember one year that one stage was all Latino punk rock. It was that's how it was uh, how it was and it was delightful. I mean, the Plebe played, uh, uh, Plebe, and a bunch of others when the punk rock was emerging out of the mission, Latino punk rock. Well, I don't think you have a list here. Oh, we here. have some right here. Okay, let's see what it has to say. Latin jazz youth ensemble. Tequila, okay, well, I don't know. Alante. Alante. Well, they ring a bell. I mean, there he is, there's Cesar Chavez. And, I, you know, I met Cesar Chavez. A friend of mine picked me up, was driving. He said, well, wait, uh, I was driving. He said, hop in. I was, I was doing my, walking down 24th Street. He hopped in, and he said, because uh, I said uh, he wanted me to share this, well, wait, I have to pick up Cesar Chavez. What? And uh, it turned out that he was organizing a picket line uh, on this, uh, uh, there was a picket line because they had no Latino workers or a few Latino workers at this club on 24th Street, it had a German name. What is it? It's it's kind of a bar for the... Uh, Zeitgeist. For, no, no, not Zeitgeist. Right on 24th Street. Oh. Adolfi's, uh, Adolfi and so on. But we drove by, and he pulls over, and there this little guy gets in, hops in the front seat, and uh, I was sitting back. He said, get back, he said. And there he was, Sue Chavez, in the flesh. I was speechless. I was amazed. That was a good 15 years ago. How long has that? How long has it been since these passed? Um, let's see. I have that date actually. I just looked it up. But um, yeah, you know his work Must have been continues just before on. That. His work continues well, on, and you know, and the Cesar Chavez Day is really trying to the, the 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 purpose of that organization, really, in addition to just being a community building one, is to to because we. The history of the United States of America needs to honor Cesar Chavez. And of so course. the call is to make an actual national Cesar Chavez Day. Um, and so that's more of, I guess, like the the moderate side of it, just like, you know, let's honor this. Let's like let's actually pay pay tribute to a real part of, of our our history and um, and honor Cesar Chavez. But um, the the date after that that's interesting to note, there are two dates that are very that I believe Cesar Chavez would be leading if he were here today. Um, and one of them is the May first International Workers Day of Action. Um, and that's all over the world um, happening. But um, the one here in San Francisco is gathering the first of March, four PM at 24th Mission Street, BART. 
and um, I believe that um, that where we have you know these intersections with Earth Day and Cesar Chavez Day and the cultural the, the the cultures combining with that, we also have kind of an activist culture where sometimes. Um, the the inclusiveness um, is is more restricted to um, those who are really demanding change um, in, in, in a much more forward and activist way. Um, and I know you know the term radicalized has been really um, um, I think um, become Shake pejorative and and and, and some sort of like you know like associated with violence or anything and I think it's really important to, to not allow the co-option of that word and understand that radicalization means critical thinking it means the opening of the mind to understanding what the forces of the economy and politics and culture that are around you and make sense of that without just taking it hook, line, and sinker for what's presented to you. Right. So May 1st, um, definitely be there. So April 23rd, we have, and then we have May 1st. And then also coming up is the March Against Monsanto. And that is also happening um, worldwide. And when is, do we know when that's happening? Yes, we do. Um, and I can give you the link for that as well. Um, here we go. Here it is. That's not cool. March, it's, it's March-against-monsanto.com, uh, March March-against May 21st, 2016. May so 21st. May 21st. We have May 1 and May 21st. And if you go to marchagainstmonsanto.com, you can find where the um, action is local to you. And you know the change in how activism has been working, too, and with marches, that it's not so much now like, oh, we're getting a million people all to like fly in or bus in to D.C. or to one place, but rather in every town. That's so it, whether be. it's just two or three of us uh, on the steps of City Hall or it's 2,000 or 10,000, but doing it around the world nationally. And so around the world nationally and internationally, people are standing up for their right to know what's in their food. And the March Against Monsanto is also very much intersectioned with the um, Cesar Chavez movement and the workers' rights movement because it's workers also who are dramatically affected. Right, they're the people with the... losing their seeds. Expo. Yes, and right. this is the year of the seed. Okay, the United Nations year of the seed. Metaphorically, the year of the seed. That's right. And I've been there. Uh, the I used stuff. to participate in the May Day March because it's not some uh, conventional by, by leftist groups. It's it's pretty well it comes out of immigrants uh, immigrants groups uh, immigrants groups. It's here. It's, it, it will start right here at Twenty Fourth and Mission again. Is that my right? May Day. Yep. And it goes the 24th uh, Street BART at 4 p.m. At 4 okay. p.m. That's May 1st. And, and then it goes uh, it goes uh, it goes down Mission Street, and uh, it's uh, it's immigrant groups, it's the undocumented plus. So it has a different uh, different vibe than you'd expect. It was the usual leftist by leftist. Uh, I'll leave it at that. Organizations who want you to join them and uh, their vanguard. But I, I won't even get into that now. Let's not but, get into that now. But, we can uh, make a whole show on that. Yeah, but, but I don't. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, I speak too much. But anyway, but it's always a It's always a friendly. It's a family affair. It's a family affair. And uh, so anyway, I can hardly wait. And so Mona Lisa, so good that you came through. And. Uh, 
And as we get closer to each one of the events, let's feature them again. If not your presence by by uh, by ventures, let us know, and we'll feature them again and get some of the organizers, some of the people most involved, to speak in their own tongue, in their own way, what it's about, and say, come aboard. That's what this, the Common Thread Collective is about. It's finding that common thread. Yep, and we got one actually for farther out to think about, and that's um, September 17, which is the fifth anniversary of Occupy, um, San Francisco, Occupy San Francisco. Francisco um, will be five years old and a lot of people oh are like well where did Occupy go and when you look at the tremendous amount of activism from immediately J20 when all of the banks were shut down uh, yep. not all of the banks but quite a few of the major banks were shut down in San Francisco for a day on January 20th from that the J20 event uh, throughout the um, Black Lives Matter actions and the, um, the various actions that have happened happened all the way um, from the that first five years ago occupy how active people have gotten they didn't instead of just occupying one location um, the act the actions have been occupying everywhere all the institutions and on locations the on the planet and so we'll be celebrating all that work and honoring that there'll be um, Kelly Johnson who was a, a, Kelly, a, a photographer. steadfast photographer of oh, occupy has been f busy for the last five years photographing all of the actions that she could get to and wow. there have been quite a few so it'll be a fun so September 17th. We're going to invite Kelly to come That's here and, uh, because Kelly is definitely a good friend of mine. I, I, hey, Mona Lisa, isn't that how we first met? Was it Occupy? I think it might have been before that. I think it was well, before that. Pamela Parker. Before then. Well, I knew Pamela, for sure. Yeah, I know you two were connected before Occupy. Okay, yeah. well, anyway, yeah. that's what we're going to bring some of the folks but. who I knew so well then over here to celebrate those five years still on the planet right here. That's Their right, and moving are going forward. my mind like a... Like the cards, cards flashing, flashing <laughs> through the sky, uh, in those tents, in those places, our, our meetings, our discussions, and when we take Market Street, all those amazing things that came out of Occupy. I was doing a regular open mic, uh, open mic. Uh, yeah, and we were we were covering it. We were covering it here on the Common Thread Collective, and a lot of those archives from 2011. Um, are uh, are we still have them they're archived and they're going to be housed on our on our new website which is getting updated kind of continuously and we'll let you know when when everything's really up and rolling for, for mutinyradio.fm um and there's gonna we're gonna have access to all of those archives um coming very soon so uh Definitely. Thank you for, uh, for all our listeners out there. Thank you for bearing with us and still going to the original PCRcollective.org site. Um, and you can get all our podcasts there from the past, the recent few months. But all those previous years where we can go back and go to real time Occupy with people coming in here uh, to Mutiny Radio, um, you know, Occupy Live. And uh, yeah, happy to be a part of it and looking forward and rising above and, and not just. Uh, Complaining, but actually taking action to make the world a better place and uh, in a way that is going to support uh, life and support uh, our, our own personal and community health. In fact, who I'm remembering so well, who held it down, who was killed by a truck uh, down in Texas, who am I speaking of? Pirate Mike. Pirate Mike. I'm going to dedicate this whole day to Pirate Mike because Pirate Mike 
that to me is this was the spirit of Occupy and uh, the connections we had, the conversations we had, the role he played in uh, in Occupy was so important. And his crew, who came after we were after it came went down, after the, the uh, after the raids and so on, and people all went their separate ways. Pirate Mike continued to hold it down. Had a crew I believe you know quite who you remember quite well. Pirate Mike's crew. I do, and you know one thing I think is really important to note about you know a lot of people are like, well, what was Occupy about? Was it about the banking crisis? What was it about? You know, what what's it what defines it? And I think one of the things that really just seems to be a common thread. And what Pirate Mike was also very much about was the access to food and water and shelter, just fundamental human rights. Exactly. What was about? It's about uh, showing that that it was possible to have a society in which we loved one another. Urban uh, farming. And love one another. Right. Love one another. And that's what uh, Pirate Mike, that old vet, that's what he, uh, it was all about love as far as he was concerned. And I, he's right here in my mind, and I remember all the times, that he, the times where he came, came here, and we had conversations. You know, Val. Oh yeah, I remember even times when you were away at, uh, you know, the Rainbow Gathering or something. And I remember a day where Pirate Mike came, and we, he basically talked for a large portion of the show, and we had these really great conversations with everybody who was here and some of the friends that he brought in. And then after, a, you know, the majority of the Occupy sites got dispersed by law enforcement. He went on a walk across the, the country, country and he was reference. connecting with people who were still involved in Occupy um, that was left out of mainstream media. Um, but the fact that it is still happening across the country in various forms um, and in, in lots of different places. And I think a lot of it might be be uh, getting reactivated here during this uh, presidential election year. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> we can back away from Bernie, that now. Bernie, Bernie. Bernie, but that's uh, that's oh to my. be continued. We can, I'm not feeling uh, the burn yet. Well, <laughs> uh, well anyway, uh, to be continued. We'll that's put that all right. aside. That's all right. We'll see how that rolls out and okay. what's happening after. Anyway, but at least well, people are waking up, regardless of what any sort of. Uh, outcome um, political system outcome there may be people are waking up and Fuck still yeah. saying we got to look out for one another we've got to make if we're going to live in the society that of of uh, presumed equality and democracy there's got to be more equality than we see these days um the the top heavy uh system of capitalism um that 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 wields its political clout um to uh to enrich uh, the the most wealthy and uh, and ignore workers' rights, and uh, it's uh, it's it can't stand anymore. And I think that's what a lot of people have been waking up to for the past uh, few years. Um, and Occupy was a big big part of that. Indeed. And I, I don't know whether Pirate Mike ever got to a rainbow gathering, I'm just, but he'd fit in so well. And this year at the Green Mountains of Vermont, when I'm there, I'm going to put some, throw something in the fire in the memory of Pirate Mike for sure. All right. Well, uh, should we play a little Ubi? And yeah, then, let's, uh, play, let's play a little Ubi. Since we're well, a family affair. Let's, I, I, do my eyes deceive you? No, they don't. Well, I, I, do I haven't see what you have in front of you? It's E.E. E. Cummings. It is National Poetry Month. Why don't you read that? And here's Francisco Rara. Francisco, welcome. Just okay, I'll read a quick poem by E. e. Cummings, and then I will perfect move day, on. Day. All right. Oh, Sweet Spontaneous by E. e. Cummings. Oh, Sweet Spontaneous 
earth, how often have the doting fingers of prurient philosophers pinched and poked thee? Has the naughty thumb of science prodded thy beauty? How? Often have religions taken thee upon their scraggy knees, squeezing and buffeting thee that thou mightest conceive gods. But true, to the incomparable couch of death, thy rhythmic lover, thou answerest them only with spring. Happy spring. Sometimes I wonder where do the blues come from? Up and down. Sometimes it's not so fun. I try my best to tell myself it's all gonna be okay. Somewhere along the way It's alright
another new song I'm gonna be trying to work put out another record real soon I mean real last I should re-put the other one out I only put 50 copies out <laughs> so maybe I'll just redo that that has some good songs my song um, it's alright look that up on YouTube or um, Louis Whitaker it's alright that's a decent song and then I had doing it way back that's the one too that'll motivate you and then doing it too you know what I'm saying I didn't even talk about doing it three so this another one in a whole nother area of the world. You ready for this? We're gonna do it the old school method with a bass solo, stiff guitar solo. That's how we roll nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby, baby, baby. Baby, I miss you. Yow. Baby, 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 I miss you, yeah. Hey now, hey now, hey now, why you tripping? What's it for? Are you slipping? Is it you to coming straight with the realness? Hitting hard like a bunch of state of realness. Baby, 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 I miss you, yeah. Baby, baby, baby,
Welcome back to the Common Thread Collective. You were just listening to some music from Ubi Doobie Whitaker. Of course, it's Diamond Dave's son. And we're back here with um, a couple of guests here in the studio that we're going to be talking to. We've got the library lady who's here to talk to us about MAP and Mission Arts and Performance Project. And we have Francisco Herrera, who uh, is running for supervisor of District 11, um, but who also... Uh, also ran for mayor in this past November's election and came in second place. So uh, this is a, it's, it's so nice to have you both here um, in the studios of Mutiny Radio. Nice to be with you. Yeah, welcome, welcome. District 11 is, of course, the district, the one that the, the now, now seated by John Avalos, who's going to be on, my, on the, this show next week, by the way. Oh, good. Because he wants to give a little swan song. Where we go from here, because uh, John Avalos is now uh, is now termed out after two terms. You better find yourself another job, because that's all you get. Some of them, some of them aspire for climbing the ladder, and that most people the ladder to a state representative, state senator, something like that. But he's still scratching his head, I think. But he can scratch his head and tell us well, what his ideas are, cause, yeah. you know, to, if he has any idea, and also to give his swan song. He could also come back later like Aaron Peskin did. He can. Well, I don't. Did Peskin do two terms? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Sure, sure and then, and then, you, then you have to take like a two-term break. Yeah. And then, no, or I, is I it one term yeah, break? Yeah, no, I don't think he's scratching his head. He's been very clear. He's, I think he's doing really well. No, but he will well. do his Lynn Swan song. Remember yeah, the Pittsburgh Steelers? Swan song. Lynn I Swan. Do. But by scratching his head, <laughs> I meant he's not too sure where, oh, he, that's where, true. where he wants to go. So I mean, like this, what am I going to do next? That's true. That's, that's true. what I'm talking about. I now, ask myself that every day. Uh, well, I've, hey, uh, that's a good question. At 78, <laughs> I just let it happen. <laughs> yeah, just go with the flow. I think that's what you do, go Dave. You go with the flow. Learn to love, love to learn. This never ends. It does not. Is, is the words that came to me just before I turned 78, and I'm thinking, you know I'm an what? old man. It never ends, but it always begins. That's true. Every day, a new beginning. That's Every one way se- millisecond. But we, but we also have that baggage that we've dragged with us of all we've been through, the books we've well, read. But the you know what? Seen. Mary Poppins also had that baggage. <laughs> and she had a lot of tricks in that bag. <laughs> she uh, yeah. did. Okay, so, something to look time. forward to in terms of gathering things. You don't have to hold on to all the bad stuff. You can hold on to the good stuff, well, too. Yeah, for the two of you, because there's, uh, that. I haven't opened up. This is National Poetry Month. All right. And uh, I, uh, I, we're going to be talking uh, soon about your theological background at the Jesuit School of Theology, which I just heard about. I knew something about, but you'll approve, you'll appreciate this poem by Rumi from the Sufi spirit. There you go. Finding that common thread. And I think uh, this fits well with all three of us. The lame goat. You've seen a herd of goats going down to the water. The lame and dreamy goat brings up the rear. There were worried faces about that one, but now they're laughing. Mm. Because look, as a return, that goat is leading. Mm. There are many different kinds of knowing. The lame goat's kind is a branch that traces all the way back to the roots of presence, where it all began. It's a different kind of branch that traces back to the roots of presence. Learn from the lame goat and lead the herd home. 
Hey, Mr. Candidate, there you are. Learn from the lame goat and lead the herd home. There's the candy date, and then there's the date that is a candy. Because I grew up in the desert where dates were delicious candies. Oh, my goodness. I remember <laughs> that well. Well, I used to pick dates in, the, in 1958 and in the kibbutz in Israel mm. where, where, uh, mm. where, where it turned out also Bernie, Bernie Sanders. They said, I first heard, Bernie Sanders is the first uh, person to run for president in the history of the United States who's not a Christian. Wow. I said, what? That was, what? what? It's confused me. Not a Christian. You mean he's an atheist? You mean he's, he's an atheist? You mean he's a, oh, I get it. He's a Jew. Yeah. And that's right. They were going around and about to say Bernie Sanders is the first Jewish person, but a non-observant non Jew. He's like most everybody. He puts it together for himself, but it just happened. Well, with all the massacres that some of these presidents have done, I'm not sure if any of them were Christians. Well, they're Christian in name only. That's for oh, sure. Oh, right, in name. And they claim to go. L labeled. Even Obama talked about great Oh, he's got, a kill, he's got a kill list, doesn't he? He yeah. does. And you've got Hillary who provoked and supported the coup in Honduras with all the murders that have happened there. And they want to kick out the little kids who are here fleeing those murders. Right. right. It's just the anniversary. Not very Christian. Right. Or, hold, or hold people indefinitely in, uh, in uh, refugee uh, camps um, that are more like uh, prisons. But um, we do have Allison who's got some great work for kids. Yeah, Thank you for making that segue. Beautiful, brother. That was so sweet of you because the library is all about community, and that's what MAP is about. Red Poppy Art House started family art every Saturday many years ago, and they're still doing it with MAP. So MAP is on the internet if you're on facebook it is just called map mission arts and performance project so that's map with two p's it's the first saturday of february april june august october and december so every season something different the theme this month goes along with what Mona Lisa was talking about. It has to do with birth and rebirth and karma and how capital affects all of that. The karma of capital. Or capital sin. And so David Kubrin wrote a small slogan to remind us that the banks are stealing our homes, so let's house the homeless in the banks. And that's what Occupy was about. People occupied the bank because the banks weren't letting people occupy their homes. A few years ago, a group of housewives in Toledo took over a bank. Mm. That's how inclusive Occupy was <laughs> and still is. It's everywhere on every corner. And um, my theme for MAP is the same every time. We all live here. Nice. And um, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. And yeah. so with the library yeah, right. being one of those still free open places in the neighborhood, in every neighborhood, 27 branches and the main. So this month, we're just going to 
host something small 2 to 4 p.m. at 24th and Bartlett to celebrate International Poetry Month with music at the beginning, at the end, and in the middle with dance and people can drop in. There's still room, three to five minutes for open mic, 2 to 4 p.m., 24th and Bartlett, and weather permitting, we'll be outside. I think we're going to be outside, windy or not. And um, some of the other venues, just super fast. Red Poppy Art House at 2 o'clock, probably going till midnight like they do every month. Secret Garden starts at 4. Praxis, I believe, is all day as mm. well. Mm. Presida Eyes, which has now moved to 24th Street, has um, some great performers. They'll start at 7. Pathos on Harrison, 9 p.m. till closing. It's David's place. S- mm. The Revolution Cafe will have live music like they do every night, but always something special for MAP. Artillery Gallery and Casa de los Sentidos mm. will have live music as well. Where is the Casa de los Sentidos? Uh, 2640, what is it, 47? Let's take, a, I'm going to take Folsom. a look. And because one of my favorite poet percussionists, Maria Medina, is the one who told me about oh. that one. That is 2649 Folsom, hosted by Luis Gomez. And there's a fire ceremony at 7.30 to celebrate spring. Casa wow, de los nice. This nice. is going to be an amazing map. Yeah. From afternoon in front of the library to these many other events. And I believe... I shouldn't say prematurely, but uh, one of the hosts, I'm talking about Jorge Molina, mm. is going to be coming through the door shortly. Oh, super. As he does every, every, yeah. most every time we have a map, he comes through and mm-hmm. does a ceremony right here. And Wonderful. I have a connection on the air. I have to thank Diamond Dave and Mutiny Radio for the connections that we make with MAP. This year we're going to host... Um, Brother Spellbinder and Alzara, and they'll be closing for us. And I met them here at Mutiny Radio a few weeks ago. And to open, we have um, Room Bahia with uh, Luis Carlos and Pablo, who I think I also met here oh, a couple nice. years ago. Well, wonderful. That's, that's wonderful. And that's yeah. what and Francisco, you can come next year. Yes, most definitely. <laughs> we'll be there with guitar in hand. Well, beautiful. And I'll come by, too. And... That's right. How did I forget, Dave? You're on at 2.30. Oh, well, thank you. you I didn't know. You can talk about Poetry Month, Mutiny Radio, and, whatever and then comes you can, to mind, whatever, whatever comes, comes to mind. To mind. <laughs> and I, I, I certainly would uh, share the time with Val. Val, are you going to be All around? All right, Val. Um, I'm, uh, well, I'm actually going to be going out of town this weekend, so unfortunately okay. I won't be able to come through okay, well, to, to the library to tomorrow. Right, but maybe Val's going to the Beat Museum tonight. I mm. almost forgot there's a big there is April a- 1st International Poetry Month festival Wonderful. at the Beat Museum with James Ellis, Charlie Getter, mm. E.K., yep. and many more. And that's recognizing 16th and Mission? 
mm-hmm. which uh, who would have thought that so many years ago that would still be going on each and every Thursday after we do Food Not Bombs so we can say that the, for the 16th admission is food for the body, mind, and spirit I'm on like Thursday. Right there. So, so many amazing things. So, Allison, thanks for coming through. I did forget one more thing. Mona Lisa asked me to remind people there's a benefit for the Cesar Chavez Parade tomorrow, 5 to 9. Very cool. Probably part of MAP. It's at Balançois, 2565 Mission, All Ages Event, because the Cesar Chavez Parade is for all ages. And many children worked with Cesar Chavez from the beginning with the Grape Strikers. So anyway, it's um, $20 at the door. Students are $10. Kids under 16 are free. There's an online early bird discount. Look it up. Boogie Woogie in the Mission or Carl Balançois. And um, there's a lowrider show, Zoot Suit Pinup Girl fashion show, a (laughs) dance contest, art show, vendors, live music, and food. And that's tonight. Oh, Oh, no, when is tomorrow? Saturday the 2nd? A lot's happening. Uh, All right, on Saturday, April 2nd. That's tomorrow. So much going on. My mother remember when those uh, Zoot Suits and the women had real knives on, on their hair. (laughs) because it was a dangerous time it's always dangerous to be beautiful it is yeah Allison thanks for everything (laughs) thank you keep keep us in uh, keep us in uh, keep us uh, in mind when other events are coming and we do have a bunch of other events which uh, we'll need to be reminded of so we can remind the people out there around the planet what's going on here in San Francisco the, the, we're talking about revolution. We're talking about doing more together. Hey, Francisco Rara. I'm very happy to be here. That was so good. I remember the last <coughs> time you was here. You pronounced my last name like a real Irish person. Well, I'm a Jewish person. Uh, same, oh, same oh, he, oh, Herrera. Herrera. Yes, the store Francisco Herrera. Very good. Here we be. The last time you, that we were here, you were here with the three people running for mayor. Yes. And... Uh, now you're on the end. I think I mentioned then. I asked you what what neighbor what neighborhood you you uh, you lived in. Uh, what district? You said eleven, and I believe I said, well, uh, well, I'd consider running for supervisor because that's uh, you you got the, a lot of experience running for mayor. But now you can get serious about it and really get down. And you have one district which you can get to know, so they can get to, get to know you. Is that right? Yeah. No. Well, in the mayor walk, we were very serious. And it really helped us establish what has been the platform for us to run, Dave and and Val, which is uh, that there's really been a lack of planning in this city, or rather what we've experienced in San Francisco has not really been planning, but rather has been investors shoving down their plans down our throat. And then we have to run around like chickens with our head cut off trying to figure out, make sense out of uh, what what has become a destructive process ever since they destroyed the Fillmore. A thriving African-American community. You know, Mission was a thriving Latino community. Uh, These thriving communities that these investors come in and destroy... And then we're we're left with fighting over over uh, crumbs about little services here and there, 
And so what we did with this walk for mayor was to establish an eight-point plan, which has now become a 10-point plan that has to do with, um, and we're calling it the People's Campaign, and it has to do with affordable housing, protection, preservation, and production of housing that's affordable to working people, not affordable housing to an executive, which is $5,000 a month. Oh my and so affordable housing, uh, education, uh, living, living wages, and job conditions, conditions at the workplace, and finally health. Those are our four, four calls in our planning and in and health involves a solid and flowing transit system that works for everybody that is not a double expense because we already paid for it and they want us to pay 225 at the door you know and if you don't have a ticket you get a uh, what is it? A friend of mine was got a ticket. It was a hundred and twelve dollar ticket. Right. To be on the, what kind of sadistic behavior is this that our city is implementing to punish our own residents and citizenry? We've paid for the thing. The Muni should be accessible to anyone and everyone who's here in the city, and just get on board, not pay double after you've already paid taxes. So, I think. Uh, what is needed is for us to continue working on a plan based on a very simple question, David and Valerie, which is, what San Francisco do you want? What Bay Area do we want? And I think we want a Bay Area that responds to the needs of the elderly, that responds to the needs of families and children, a school system that supports our children becoming literate in new forms of technology, but also ancient forms of technology. Uh, I think a school system that res that teaches respect as the wonderful projects that have existed there, which have to do with conflict management, which have to do with holistic learning, whole, whole forms of reading uh, that stays away just from phon phonics and kind of stuff. You know, health system that works for families, not just for medicine, but that releases stress, like living wages that releases stress, like good working conditions that releases stress, like clean parks and projects that we can work on together, that kind of stuff creates health. You know, this toxic soccer fields and baseball fields that capture all kinds of poisons and just kind of waste that lays on plastic for people not just to be breathing it, but to get their skin burned when they slide into home or into home. I mean, in the soccer game, you know, these kinds of projects are the are the projects that our communities are working on, have been working on, and will continue to work on. But what's been missing has been for us to really sit down and create a people's plan. So that's what the, this run for Supervisor District 11 is about. Uh, there you go. To lead the lame, the, 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 the lame. Well, these, these toxic lame plastic carpets the, called uh, phony turf doesn't let much grassroots grow, Dave. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and all of these things are making a lot of money for the few. 
Yeah. I mean, they didn't come. They don't come uh, free. They came because contracts were signed behind our back, you know. And uh, they and, and certain people were convinced that money could be made by insisting that on that in a soccer field, for instance, rather mm -hmm. than grass, which is uh, which is much more, if I may say so, grassroots. Well, also jobs because we used to have over 200 gardeners That's right. that were beautifying the city, that were cleaning it, that were working that had real well-paying jobs and now I think we have like not even 30 gardeners right. you know so it's like yeah you, a lot you, of them have been cut a lot of those j jobs have been cut yeah so we I, I think we have to be thinking of what is sustainable and what reproduces right what reproduces jobs what keeps our city clean what kind of how do we spend our budget in a way that nourishes our community that keeps our jobs healthy and keeps our children learning and progressing, getting getting jobs that can help them at high school level, at college level, which will lead them to professional jobs one way or another, whatever they want to do, whether they want to go to college or not go to college. And then, so another point would be uh, cultural enrichment. Oh, yeah. Uh, cultural enrichment from the grassroots. We use that metaphor again from the grassroots. Because mm -hmm. throughout uh, every district, uh, now you're, 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 going to be, you're going to be walking around, going to meetings, going to PTA meetings, going to local meetings in the uh, in, the, in the Excelsior, but that's uh, your district. But you know, and we know that there's all sorts of uh, people. There's all sorts of cultural enrichment. Oh needed, yeah, look, which, we got in June. We got Amano Day over at the McLaren at the McLaren Amphitheater in the park. The Jerry Garcia Jerry Day. The, the theater. Oh, you got Jerry Day as well. You know, it's, on the uh, and another side of that is we finally thanks to thanks to Dan. Um, Sudran, we have the Excelsior Science Project on right on San Juan near 35 San Juan Avenue, which is right next to uh, Mission Street there in the Excelsior. And it's a wonderful science project in the afternoons, 3 to 6 p.m. Kids come in, experiment, and, uh, and thanks to some community action there, and thanks Sandra Fewer, thanks Daniel, so many other people in the community made city monies available for after-school program at the Excelsior Science Project. Wonderful project. Uh, down on the first floor, we got a, uh, Lulu who's creating another project there that has to do with kids learning how to how to do arts graphics and computers how to prepare to be code writers right you got uh, Oscar Grande at the community school who's got the bicycle project on Saturdays they have a nice bicycle where it's connected to a blender you could pedal your way into a nice smoothie, smoothie. Simone so the Excelsior has got some very good projects that community can build on We've got some real gaps, for example, in the Ocean View uh, area, there's a real lack of food accessibility, like a real full service produce and uh, market, you know. And so these are projects that we have to work on. We have to work on in the ocean, on Ocean Avenue, uh, rezoning a little bit that area where, where now the limit is 26 feet. We got to increase that a little bit so we could develop a little bit more like uh, fr first floor where you have retail and then maybe a couple of floors of people.
being able to live affordably in the region. So there's some real work that needs to be done, but based on people first, not profit first, David. Of course. And so I'm impressed. I can see you've been getting around. And the election is until hey, November. Am, uh, am I that chubby? You see, I can be getting around, huh? <laughs> it's April Fool's Day, so it's a day to, to right, have some right. laughs. April's Fools. Oh, anyway, so we're trying to, now I've, the election's in November. Yeah. So you got so you're so you're getting involved locally more and more locally. I'm impressed by what you know. But then there's also, of course, you're you're well, you're running for a seat uh, that's being vacated by the now termed out uh, John Avalos. John Avalos. Now, yeah. now, so but it's also about building coalitions. Now David Campos is also termed out. Mm-hmm. Our, our friend Hillary, who's sat in this very chair, is running, plus others. And I'm wondering why, how this coalition of progressives uh, that's uh, going to need to be formed, because what you're talking about what's happening in Excelsior is also will be true in all of the neighborhoods. We got David Campos termed out. We have uh, we have Eric Marr turned out termed out. We have uh, 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 we have uh, anyway. There will be a fight. One of the fights is to retain. The odd, the odd number uh, supervisor seats, one, three, five, seven. That's right. Tell me. Yeah. Nine and 11. Right. They're all up for either re-election or they're being termed out. Yeah. So and we like could I, turn hell into heaven if we organize and, get, and make things even. And reach, together, reach out and find that common thread and let it flourish. So you're building a uh, campaign team, I'm sure. Yeah, well, we continue. Like I said, our thing was uh, to get into this political construction to build a create a plan for the city based on the question what kind of san francisco do we love do we want and uh, and we continue on that on that place i i know that some of the other progressives are running on the on on the other um in the other supervisorial districts and will be supported also by people's campaign.net and they're organizing there we've got a wonderful uh poetry reading happening july 17th uh we've developed the juana briones cultural committee and and we're doing some work there well, keep us in the loop for sure for sure and anybody you want to send our way send our way at this point in our last conversation which uh, our last uh, uh, conversation on the air i uh, i was taken back uh, t- not taken up back, but taken back to my participation in the first community congress. Yes. Which was to build a ca- people's campaign, uh, which, which was to establish the boundaries, the boundaries for the new de- districts. I'm talking about 1974. There you go. And, uh, that so, sure was not a bore. It sure well. We got, uh, <laughs> it's a, dancing sideways down the ribbon of time. The path they had lit by the echo behind. We're going to the echo behind, and echo pine leads me to say that I hope you consider the idea as you're building a uh, as you uh, one one thing to think about when you're building this uh, this coalition, this uh, people's campaign coalition. Uh, 
Keep People's Campaign. It's the idea of a committee of Congress, because that way you mm -hmm. don't have to pick out what's before this person and against this person. I put my support. But a committee of Congress yes. can be neutral. You can invite all the candidates together and hash out a platform and mm -hmm. see who can ride on that. Band. So the People's Campaign can come for real. And you're beginning to know, I see you're beginning to know, the various community groups of various sorts, whether well, it be teachers, parents, PTAs, mm -hmm. whether it be neighborhood groups, Groups, whether it be cultural groups, all the various groups in, uh, in District 11, for instance. Well, no, I've known them for a while. Community, well, I could tell that. Yeah, no, because, I mean, I remember back in, it was like, what was it, 99, 2000, we were training parents over at what is now June Jordan. It, uh, it was Luther, it was Luther back, Burbank back then, working with parents there. My daughter went to Cat, uh, which is now also <laughs> with June Jordan, but it was back then it was over next to St. Amedeus Church right there, uh, doing work in the different areas all the way to Junipero Serra and, uh, and uh, different communities. Obviously, traveling through the different parts I, when I was living at Persia, doing some work with, uh, with the kids out of Cleveland elementary school uh some work with the kids from balboa high school so we've been around the neighborhood see, for, so for a long time so you're a well-known <laughs> you're not a new face in many places in district 11 and you can build on and i want to say to you uh hey uh francisco so good to hear from you so and uh, so uh, it's uh, like uh, what i say always is to be continued whatever we can do to work together there you go to find that common thread and let it flourish and we both we said learn to love and love to learn this never ends but it always begins it's where as, as we come the full <laughs> circle again and again and again there in 78 and then uh then what came to me after that love will get you everywhere Hate will get you nowhere. Hey, District 11, where you find a little bit of heaven. Uh, I was about hey, to say that. And it's such <laughs> Thank you, David. No, it's a wonderfully diverse community. Uh, really very, very cool. Uh, we were last night at a meeting over there at the OMI, uh, neighbor, Neighbors in Action, looking at... Uh, at the, uh, how we're going to be def defining the the route for the M line as it develops and maybe oh, changes a little bit huge. here and there. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so the, things are moving along, and um, and yeah, the this form of what you're saying exactly where we as communities can develop a plan a collective platform something that we all all put our self-interest because it's it's baloney to say oh i have no self-interest i mean uh, altruism yeah yeah that's true altruism and all that stuff but we all have some self-interest i mean that's why in the airplane they said put your air mask first before you put it to the other right because we have to breathe and so Talking about breathing, you know, one of the things we have to tackle in the in the District 11 is asthma. It's one of, it's mm. one of the these these breathing issues, mm. uh, heart heart conditions, is all related to stress and to other situations. That I think if we do what you're talking about, David, which is col together develop a get platform. Get on the same page. Yes, get on and the same get page. Right. Get on the same surfboard. Yeah, ride this tide of change. Simone, right there, and uh, and and so I think that we're looking at some very good, some very good uh, 
times in that work, facing some real crisis because we are, we are today in the heaviest economic crisis oh since 1929. Let no one fool you about no that. But in, but we do have opportunities to be able to share, as they're doing over there. Uh, back again with a friend of mine who lives in the, over by Ralston in the OMI, where they're learning to share the parking spots. You know, she has a driveway. Certain a number of neighbors are getting together. Say, okay, I'll take Monday. You can take Tuesday. You can take Wednesday. You know, and they're sharing the driveway. Who can park their car because everyone's having to to bunch up the way mexican family and chinese families have been doing for ages so this is the nuts and bolts down in the grass roots there you go let me ask you a question speaking yeah. of Speaking of the early days, the first district elections, the first community congress in 1974 do have you ever heard the name bob covington I have heard the name, but I'm not familiar. Yeah, he was one of the, he was an Afro-American guy, highly intelligent, and he will be missed uh, mm. because he's gone to the sky. Rest but in he music. Was, he was a man of the Ingleside and, 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 and OMI, Ingleside, and was, uh, was certainly one, of, along with Calvin Welch. And when you think of the people behind district elections, of which I was one, yeah. Bob Covington was very much a... Uh, very much an important figure. He's gone to the sky, but when I think of, when you mention OMI, I think of Covington, and it would be, he put out a newspaper out there too. It was a, it was a Afro paper uh, called Habari, I think, but uh, he did many things. So if you could come yeah. across the name Bob Covington. Eso es todo. That he made some steps, we'll, a path who you, who you definitely are following. We will definitely be, be standing on, on, on Bob's shoulders, shoulders. and are, doing a lot are, of prayer that we can continue to be honest to that spirit. Hey, uh, and oh, am I happy to be from District 11. Oh, but, uh, you know, and, and, and continue solidarity because only six months ago we were, we were able to successfully defend a family from there on London, London and France Street right there in the Excelsior, uh, who, who basically the sheriffs were at the door. And she had that, that faith from her spirituality, but she also had that guts to stand in front of the sheriff's community through, through the San Francisco Organizing Project, came around and supported them, and we were able to, there they are. The family fought back against the eviction, and there they are in 606 London, still working it out, Nicaraguan family. You know, three handicapped adult uh, elderly people living in that house and the and the owner just wanted to kick him out on the street Shoot. so that level of solidarity uh th we have to nourish it so there's a lot of good things that's why i always say there's a little piece of heaven in district 11 okay well hey, hey francisco wonderful so glad, so glad to have you by and it's going to be interesting to see this emergence between now and november from uh and from now from now until November, and you're always welcome here, of course. Gracias, David. And what we can do as far as being heard throughout the local, throughout the city, at City, I would say, which is City College. Thank uh, you for thank you for leading us right with some there. of that Sufi uh, ruminations, and uh, and I want to remind people that we we are and as a member of. Uh, AFT 2121 teacher over there at City College. We are facing uh, very much, I'm, shoot, I'm blanking on the actual dates, but I think we are going to be looking at a, at a five-day strike to make sure that we can get, get the administration to listen 
to listen to what working people, you know, this this phony idea that administration has to behave, behave like a business. Business it does not do it better than government. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry to let people know that is a delusion that has never really worked. Businesses throw money away all the time, especially I'm talking about the big corporation. I'm not talking about mom and pop shops. I'm not talking about middle income businesses. I'm talking about corporations that shoot money down the way and uh, and and that have filtered and have poisoned people's minds, especially government administrators, that they have somehow to behave like businesses. No, you're an administrator for a government, which is the people, and your job is to serve. And so our job is to negotiate how we support each other and create a good salaries, create space for us to be able to teach a good room size so we can all learn together. Exactly and these right. are important issues, and so we're going to be looking at that strike at state and I and we're also looking at the piece where we as teachers are organizing at City College to make it flourish. In fact, uh, was it last week or the week before the treasurer of 2121 was here after they uh, got the, after they got 92 yes, percent voted for right. a strike authorization, and that uh, that directly relates to what I one of our themes here, which is at City City College in the city. There you go. On the planet and in the street. All right. That's where you find us. I think that's what makes you here, brother. That's why you have to be here. That's why you're a diamond, Dave. Well, it's in the rough. You can say diamond, I'll say in the rough. That's what do you think, Val? Anything more? And, uh, and speaking of, uh, what about on the internet? I know I heard you mention the peoplescampaign.net. Is that yeah, the, the, the website to get the most up-to-date information on your District 11 campaign? Or? right now we're still working on that. We have a Facebook page, Francisco for Soup. Uh, uh, Francisco for Supervisor District 11 and the Facebook and we are working on the on the website people can also call us at 415-240-1697 we need all the help and contributions from folks I've got a question for you yes. someone at the library asked me how do people register to vote that's great well they can call us actually and we will deliver uh, the form and help you register at 415-240-1697. It's very important. It's a key moment for people to register and re-register if you haven't, if you were moved or anything like that, and to really participate. There's also great training, folks, to be poll workers. 180 a day yeah, uh, for for the kind of the the coordinator the main coordinator and 80 90 dollars a day for for the other positions oh, no, it's, it's a, yeah, certainly a, for years and it, years and years. Yeah, it's more than that huh it's it it's certainly a full day's work you start at six oh, in the morning you end at nine at night but it's a wonderfully exciting or or it's a very interesting and 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 Learning experience to be a poll worker. Can, uh, we can get a, get a probably get a uh, poll worker in your precinct. That's Meet right. your neighbors. Greet them in a good way and say welcome. Now, also right. mentioned registering. We have one of the cultural centers in uh, District 11 is the Excelsior Branch Library. That's it, on Carter right, and Mission. Uh, right there on Carter and Mission, and I'm sure you can go there and register to vote. Simone, uh, you could do that as well. Exactly. And stop by and read my favorite book, which is called Hope for the Flowers by Eric Carle. 
Okay, what's that flower? Nice. Okay, nice. now we know that too. I'm going to find out and, and let's find out and read some uh, passages from it right here. Because we're open. We cast a wide net here. But if it's, we're interested in all progressive movements, well, well, you can see how we roll and people listen can see our roll. The door is open, the heart is open, our arms are open, and our minds are open too. Yes. Down to the people right mm -hmm. here in the Mission District. That's the right. Mission. So, Francisco, so glad you came through and it's definitely a to be continued come on through anytime keep uh, we'll try to keep up with what's happening and with the people's will, will you lead, will you lead us out with another roomy of course another line of, of ruminations that and okay, you, and thanks go. for I, your I theology like by the way open up okay here's a big guy who got his master's degree in people's theology uh, we mentioned the Catholic worker, Dorothy Day. Well, and, and also laying goats theology. Okay. The laying goats. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming And, uh, yeah, so, uh, since you mentioned, I've been thinking of that, and liberation theology, and the Jesuits who were affected. You know, I was at USF for a while on a special program. Hey, man, I'm and sure you changed I was, it. I was, we did. We were hired from the ranks of uh, hardcore employed. This is 1968. That's great. Uh, they were hiring, they had some money around for the war in poverty. Hey, it's and, now one of, it's the seventh most diverse university in the country. It was, USF. Yeah, it was a bunch of white people. Back we then, make yeah. It diverse. This is 1960. Yeah, but and, a lot of schools were, too. So. Yeah, yeah. Yes, well, no but, doubt. No, no, no they re thanks Steve Pervet and the whole team there. Now Paul Fitzgerald's there, but they've done a wonderful job. Okay, well, I'll tell you. We go with Rumi. Let me get you a few minutes. Let's give you a few minutes of thumbnail. And we were about in our classes. It's called New Careers. The money was in the war and poverty. And there was a book by Alfred Pearl called New Careers for the Poor. And the idea, his idea was, he was a sociologist, was that you would, uh, you would go to school half a day, work half a day, and get paid for all day, and you're hired from the ranks of what they called the hardcore unemployed. Mm. And I was definitely that. I was living my, you know, my, kid, my kids are biracial. We were living up in Hunter's Point, and I was hardcore for sure. And uh, so I went to them, and we were hired. It was a very diverse group. And it turns out the, the, uh, the educational component was a contract with USF, and the Lone Mountain, which was the women's mm, college yeah, on yeah. the hill, right. mm -hmm. called the Urban Life Institute. It's where our classes there, we brought in our own teachers, because anyway, and so we did uh, diversify, help diversify City College, and it connected with the radical wing of the Jesuits. There, they, they were the chaplains there in City College. That was the <laughs> beginning good. of a foot in the door. It's there called a go. foot in the door in City College. Maybe you know that history. Very cool. And there we were, and we had a pot smoking area down there in the hill that we'd go up and take our break. And go I didn't down. know that pots smoked. <laughs> it is. It is national flower pots. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is uh, April Fool's Day. For, uh, <laughs> you see, you shouldn't have invited me. Those Jesuit pots, and that's where I got to know. To be, hey, blah blah blah. To be continued. No need to ask. This is you can't plan a pun. Up. You just can't plan a pun. This is li live wine. radio, everybody. The one who brings Live. wine pours again. Okay. No need to ask. Do you ask the moon to rise and give its life and give its light? When ranks of soldiers dissolve, dismissed for a holiday, when a lost hand reaches to touch the rescuing hand, when a candle 
next to a mirrored stone gets lift, gets lift, gets lit. Let me do this again. When a lost hand reaches to touch the rescuing hand, when a candle next to a mirrored stone gets lit, your presence, your presence enters my soul. That's the spirit, brother. We're mm. not talking about some super deity up there. Mm. Your presence, the beloved, the friend is a Sufi day. When I don't have, I don't have your presence enters my soul. That's what we're talking about. Dave's standing up dancing, love, love, dancing brother. and hugging. You guys radio. can't see this because this is radio. Brother, Diamond Dave, Sufi Jew. That's or maybe emerges from our soul. That's the beauty of this afternoon. And uh, we're staying uh, connected to one another. <laughs> Diamond Dave says he's speechless. I know. That's... <laughs> That's yeah. something new. Glad we're all connected, everybody listening to the Common Thread Collective on MutinyRadio.fm, Mission District of San Francisco. Stay tuned. We'll be back with some live performances. Dirty tricks You make 
You are listening to the Common Thread Collective here at Mutiny Radio. And uh, I, I just feel like it's a beautiful afternoon, and I like to play a little Bob Marley. This is my favorite Bob Marley um, song. <laughs> I was going to say track, but there's so many different versions of it. Um, but we hope you're having a beautiful day out there. And we still have another we still have another uh, hour and a quarter or so left of, the, of our show here today on April 1st. Um, so we hope you can come down and join us. In just a minute, we're going to have some uh, live music being played on the piano. Um, but uh, here's a little segue for you while we get it all set up. Live radio folks here at Mutiny Radio. I'm Global Val. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. 
Thank you for tuning in. This is the Common Thread Collective here at Mutiny Radio. Beautiful afternoon in the mission. And um, we are into our open mic portion of the show. And we've got our resident composer, Bloodflower, from right here in the neighborhood, who's going to play some piano for us. So uh, they've got the uh, microphone out there in the studio. So everyone, please uh, uh, respect that the that's the sound getting picked up. Take it away, Bloodflower.
okay, Val? You can? Okay, cool. Just, just wanted to make sure everything was okay. So I've got my book here, Zordo Cleans House. And previously, in episode 61 of Zordo Cleans House, what's the story? He has a lot of melted plastic stuck to his right hand from the cigarette lighter he was holding. Looks like it could be a suicide. It's a little hard to say for sure, but that would be my first guess. Uh-huh. All the same, it wouldn't hurt to talk to people and see what's what. And now, we have episode 62 of Zordo Clean's House. On Friday, July 16th, 2011, Zurdo was at home getting some rest as he dealt with a bout of indigestion. At two that afternoon, as he was stretched out on the couch in his pajamas watching TV, a glass of ginger ale in front of him upon the coffee table, the doorbell rang. Wincing as he rose from the sofa, he made his way to the door and opened it to find Santa Clara County Sheriff's Deputy Ray Jeffries standing on the porch. Zordo looked him in the eye, beginning to tingle with anxious suspicion. Can I help you? he asked in a guarded tone of voice. Yes, said Deputy Jeffries. I'm Ray Jeffries from the Santa Clara County Sheriff's Department. He gave Zordo's hand a firm professional shake. We are currently investigating the death of Michael Kerr, a former officer with the San Jose PD. A lot of people, including the coroner, suspect it was a suicide, but... With a quiet gasp, Zordo opened his eyes wide in unsettled amazement. A suicide? It does look that way, but like I said, we need to ask around and see what's what. Mmm, Zordo nodded his head. May I come in? Yeah, sure, said Zordo, his tone, unpleasant, his tone pleasant but a little uneasy. He led Deputy Jeffries through the front door and into the living room. As Jeffrey sat in a chair near the coffee table with a pen and a small notebook, Zordo returned to the couch. I understand that you were with him the night he died. Yes, said Zordo, swallowing a little and rubbing his middle as his stomach began to throb. That much is true. And what was the nature of the encounter? He was the guy who arrested me in 1999 on that false murder charge which I did over 10 years in Quentin for, said Zordo. I ran into him in Walgreens when I was picking up a prescription. He said he felt guilty about what happened after he found out I was innocent, and he took me to, out to dinner to try to make up for it. Okay, said Deputy Jeffries, taking notes. And when you two went out to eat, did you drink? Alcohol? asked Zordo. Yeah. I didn't. I have pancreatic cancer, so I can't drink alcohol, said Zordo. Doctor's orders. Right, said Deputy Jeffries. But he drank a lot. I had to drive him home. I see, said Deputy Jeffries, scratching his head. He glanced at his notebook, then at Zordo. Did you make any stops along the way between the bar and Mr. Kerr's house? I went to Walmart to pick something up, said Zordo, keeping a straight face and looking Deputy Jeffries straight in the eye. What did you get? Just some stomach medicine. Pepto-Bismol. All right, said Deputy Jeffries. Now, when you go to Mr. Kerr's, now when you got to Mr. Kerr's place, were you able to get him inside his house? I couldn't even get him to stand up, said Zordo. He was hella wasted. So I left him in his car inside the garage and had my friend pick me up near his house. Do you recall how much he had to drink? 
I don't know how much exactly, said Zordo. I want to say at least five beers and two or three shots. And I mean at the very least. He was hella putting it away, man. So by the time you took him home, Mr. Kerr was intoxicated. Yeah, I'd say so. Do you have any reason to believe that Mr. Kerr was suicidal? Well, when we were out, he'd talk about how sorry he was that I went to jail even though I did nothing wrong and how he wished he'd never become a cop and stuff like that. So there was a lot of remorse and self-pity going on, but I didn't think that he would have taken his life over it. Zerto sighed and cast his eyes toward the ground to give the impression of somberness. I guess you really don't know what's going on inside a person's head. Yeah, that's true, said Deputy Jeffries, taking another glance at his notebook. He looked back up at Zurdo. All right, he said. Looks like everything's checking out. Thanks for your time. Zurdo smiled. No problem. As soon as Deputy Jeffries left, Zurdo began to feel his stomach churn, so he trotted to the bathroom and vomited into the toilet. Once he stopped gagging, he wet a washcloth, wiped his mouth, and gargled with a little mouthwash, following that up with a couple teaspoons of Pepto-Bismol. As soon as he stepped outside the bathroom, he heard his brother Ramon call his name from the living room. What just happened? asked Ramon in a sharp, panicked voice as Zurdo walked into the living room and over to the couch. Why is the sheriff coming here? They were asking about Michael Kerr, said Zurdo as he turned sideways, lay down, and pulled the blanket over him. He was the cop who arrested me for that bullshit murder charge. The word is that he committed suicide, but they wanted to ask around to be sure that it's true. Okay, said Ramon, but what does that have to do with you? Because he took me out for dinner the night he died, said Zordo. Oh, okay, said Ramon, letting out a secret sigh of relief. He turned his gaze to Zordo once more, frowning with a little concern. You sure he's not gonna come back? He said that the word is that the guy killed himself, and the last thing he said to me was that what I told him checked out. Oh, okay, said Ramon. I was worried there for a second. I hear you, said Zordo, nodding his head, keeping his expression as flat as possible with his eyes relaxed and fixed forward. Thank you very much, folks. That was episode 62, I believe, of Zordo Clean's House. And... It was, uh, yeah, that was in fact episode 62. Tune in next week for episode 63 of Zurdo Clean's House. Um, before I, you know, uh, relinquish the mic, I'd like to make a quick announcement. Um, for those of you uh, listening, uh, Mutiny Radio, uh, we are devoted to bringing you quality programming uh, local to San Francisco, transmitted through the internet. And uh, obviously, we, de- we definitely have a lot of equipment and, you know, there's the electricity and, you know, various other things, you know. Rent. Rent for sure. <laughs> and, if you, you know, to uh, help us uh, continue to be able to bring you quality programming. And if you're interested in uh, supporting Mutiny Radio, please feel free to send a check or money order for a dollar or more made out to Mutiny Radio, and the address is Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street, San Francisco, California, 94110. Once again, that address is Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street, San Francisco, California, 94110. Thank you very much. Uh, Your contributions are also tax-deductible. 
and uh, enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. Thank you, James Conrad. And thank you, Bloodflower. It is true, you can support Mutiny Radio. We are sponsored by Media Alliance, so any donations you make to the station uh, through Media Alliance are tax-deductible. That is the case. But if you want to come by and just hang out and enjoy some of the variety of programming that we have here live all throughout the week, you can always drop a few bucks into uh, that uh, that jar out there to donate to the station. Or if you want to donate to a specific show, uh, you can... Uh, well, you can do that, do that through the DJ, and, and that DJ is me um, for the day this Friday. But all, all support is welcome, even if you, um, you know, we, we, we appreciate the love um, above all. Um, but we do want to keep this space uh, available to the community here in a, in a neighborhood, in a city where many community sp uh, art spaces are dissipating of sorts. So um, it's a pleasure and a privilege to be here at Mutiny Radio every Friday. That's right, and here we are back in the studio, and we've got our friends uh, Richard Sanderell and E.K. Keith. Hello, Val. Who uh, and and uh, E.K. You're going to be performing at the Beat Museum this evening, are you not? I am, in it's fact, good. going to be performing at the Beat Museum. Um, it's going to be cool. It's a showcase of of 16th and Mission poets, and uh, of course, Charlie Getter will be there. Um, and me and uh, some other people who are on this handy flyer well, that I happen this. to have in my bag. So let me, <laughs> let me just... Uh, let's That's right. Well, just, yeah. Justice oh. Morgan is curating it, so she's going to be performing. Um, James Zealous. James Zealous, of course. Of course. Rusty um, Rebar. Rusty Rebar. Uh, Norman Zelaya. Yes. Uh, Missy Church. And Paul Corman Roberts. Right, who's, uh, who's all about the beast crawl in the East Bay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, mission coming in off the streets down to North Beach to the Beat Museum, 540 Broadway Street at Columbus in North Beach tonight, starting at 7. It, yeah. I don't know if there's um, an open actually, mic. I think I'm it's just a featured showcase. I don't think showcase. it's an open mic. I think it's a showcase. Yeah, and it's called okay. Mavericks and Fools, Poetry <laughs> of a Different no, Beat. I'm, I'm happy to be counted among the Mavericks and the Fools, especially on such an auspiciously foolish day as today. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Happy April 1st, everyone. Oh, so we've got new, more news in poetry. What's the so, news in poetry? So people should remember that Poems Under the Dome is going to happen on Thursday, April 28th, Anno Domini 2016. That's this year. And um, it's going to be from 5.30 to 8, as usual, in inside beautiful City Hall. And so I hope everybody will start putting on on their calendar big poetry so we'll date. We'll be visiting the various open mics yep. to, uh, to pull, their, pull names out of a hat, to do yep. it as we've done for the last 10 years. And yeah. uh, and this is going to continue. Yeah, we're on it year is eleven. You say year eleven. Year at eleven. At City Hall, it's being worked on, and it's going to be happening. So happy to hear that. Yeah, it's because, going to be super uh, cool. I'm just so happy to hear that because yeah. it's part and parcel of my life from the time I stood there up there in uh, Alamo Plaza and looked at Alamo Square and looked down at that City Hall and thought, Wow, that'd be a great place to have an open mic. 
And I thought for a minute, I said, I bet that could happen. And I ran down, and Aaron Peskin, who's now back at City Hall, back at the Board, board of Supervisors, Supervisors, was that time the, at that time the chairman of the Board of the Board of Supervisors. And I ran in an office, and I said, Aaron, I have this idea. We, uh, I had this idea of a poem under the dome. I already had the title, the name. And he thought for a moment, he said, let's do it. And if you remember the first years, he was, uh, he was still supervisory chairman, and we have that procession down the steps, uh, down the steps together with Aaron, and then with John Avalos, and now this is to be continued. I know, you know, everybody always looks forward to that, Dave, and particularly when Jorge Molina you know, gives us a community blessing, which is always dramatically and wonderful. He's going to be in here any moment, uh, uh, well, soon. Before I forgot to tell you, I just talked to Jorge. As soon as he finishes, gets out of his cab, he's coming over <laughs> here and doing a, an appropriate blessing right here today for 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 the Mission Art and Performance Project. So once again, everything is connected. And then we have this brother Jamie from the Spellbinders. He's so good. Look at it. Yeah, from a man of a certain generation. Almost mine, who's going to play some songs, and they'd be so good. Hey, brother, hang on in, and hang on out, and hey, listeners, you're in for a treat. So let's take it away. Tell us, today is, of course, uh, uh, the first day of National Poetry Month. Yes. Um, the 28th, <laughs> near the end of National Poetry Month, is Poems Under the Home. True. Today is the first day. And does it come because, uh, because, uh, because T.S. Eliot way back there said, for reasons that's still unknown, he said April is the cruelest month. But I, I don't. I don't feel it's a cool. I think he was talking about his taxes, Dave. No, they think he had left all that behind. He, uh, he wasn't worried about that. He was. Uh, he had left all that back. He's what you call an expatriate, which means I worry about that later, and which by that time he did. Okay, so take it away, brother. Sister, All right. National Poetry Month. So, you know, in honor of National Poetry Month, I, I have here a copy of the best American poetry of 2015, which is the most recent one because, you know, you have to get all the way through a year before you can decide what's the best. And Sean Alexi is. is this oh. year's guest editor. So, and I've been reading through this. This has been the, the bedside book for like a couple of months. Sherman and Alexi, the guy who wrote Tonto, The Lone Ranger and Tonto had a fist fight and had. Yep, the very one. Which became Smoke Signals, the movie. Yeah. Okay. And and, uh, and, and among several other novels and lots of poetry. Amazing human being from the Seattle area, from the Yakima tribe. Uh, Take it away. All right. So um, I've I've got three poems that I've picked out from Best American Poetry 2015. And this first piece is by the poet Sarah Arvio, and it's called Bodhisattva. The new news is I love you, my nudist. The new news is I love you, my Buddhist. My naked body and budding pleasure in the weather of your presence. Not whether your presence, but how. Oh, love a new nodule of neurosis. A posy of new roses proposing a new era for us, nobis pacem. 
Oh, my bodhisattva of new roses, you've saved me from my no-love neurosis. You've saved my old body from the fatwa, let's lie down in a bed of roses. A pocket full that rings round the rosy, if this is the end of the world, my love, let's fall down in bed and die. Let's give a new nod to nothing. Let's give a rosebud to nothing at all. How I love the new roses of nothing. Oh, my bodhisattva of nothing boating i hope no news but this <laughs> and i imagine the one news has came nice. when when she got the uh, when she got the news that she'd been picked for the best one uh, by, by one of the best poems poets of uh, poems of 2015 when she told that that uh, that uh, that uh, lover to uh, of which she speaks guess what that poem won the prize it won sure the did. prize Love wins. amazing yeah and that's see? that's by sarah arvio hey sarah you'd be very cool <laughs> yeah sarah's uh, real good <laughs> get her um, this is another piece by the poet Jessamine Birer or Birer. Eschatology. Abracadabra. The anus. The star at the base of the human balloon. Close it tight as the sun, then let it unfurl. Crepe paper, the spiraling heart of the pipe cleaner flower. Do you know what to do? Pry open that shop-worn diary. Easy. Use your fingertips. Mirrors. See what you're hiding from yourself. Use spoons to reflect. Your ass backwards goes unraveling outward like an expanding universe. Have you considered... Maserde, the soft, smooth, innumerable droppings of mice. Guano, the bat's own delicate wallpaper. Read those futurals for al alphabets and become kahuna. Revere their secret dictations until, like all things, the secrets reorder the order of your language. Make those soft, inward labyrinths your own. Know them, not for their oubliettes alone, but for what they release. Omina, fortuna, the ways in which you see and might become. Perusia, that moment in which the body feels least heavy, most quiet, uncalmably calm. Consider, between scatology and eschatology remains only he, not the man or man or men, but old English. See? Us all, perhaps, though this is not the point. The point is this. We can take in language from either end and make language understood. Again, from either end. Embrace your exits. Where bloom virginities of every orifice. Where bloom oracles. We are full of shit. <laughs> that is a provocative poem. It's a pretty good piece, right? It's a What's great so piece. What's so provocative about it? <laughs> I like it. Uh, I well, thought it was really good. It's well done. Yes. All right. And so this last piece here is by the poet Jericho Brown. It's called Homeland. I knew I had jet lag because no one would make love to me. All the men thought me a vampire. All the women were 
women. In America that year, black people kept dreaming that the president got shot. Then the president got shot breaking into the White House. He claimed to have lost his keys. What's the proper name for a man caught stealing into his own home? I asked a few passengers. They replied, Jigger. After that, I took the red eye. I took us to a sigh deep as the end of day in the dark fields below us. Some slept, but nobody named security ever believes me. Confiscated my Atripla, my Celexa, my Cortisone, my Clonopin, my Phyrexel, my Zyrtec, my Nazarel, my Percocet, my Ambien. Nobody in this nation feels safe, and I'm still a reason why. Every day something gets thrown away on account of long history or hair or fingernails or yes of course my fangs <laughs> well, what's the common thread from all three of these poems there's one that it comes from the, the way on the left side or if the left side okay. teeth, if teeth. the right brain is so for right brain it's left it's just <laughs> amazing now have you read all the poems in this book i i have not read every single yeah, one i wonder whether um, there's a common thread know, of poets uh, the poets, uh, best poets of 2015, but they share is a certain weirdness. There a is. Weirdness. It's one of the cool things about this volume is there's, there's like a lot of really, really very different voices represented, nice. like really like from all over the place. It's really pretty cool. Yeah, I've been not reading it straight through. I just sort of... You need to do that. Flip around and I flip around and find a page, and then I'm like, "Oh, that's nice. good." Yeah, there's kind of a, <laughs> there's definitely a, a, a fearlessness kind of running through uh, these uh, these poems that you Wait. selected for today. Wait, let me tell you, I, mean, I just opened up to. Okay. Well, maybe we've got Richard. Oh, here Richard, why don't you go and then I read? Oh, yeah. yeah. uh, 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 we're still moving Jamie. along. Maybe we can read one at the end of the show, Dave. Okay, because I right. got one right here. <clears> well. In honor of the, uh, isn't this the 400th uh, anniversary of uh, Shakespeare's death? That's what I hear. So, uh, 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 La Promenade, I think, is having a big thing this Saturday. It's Saturday, La Promenade out there uh, by across from Balboa Theater is going to have a uh, Shakespeare evening there. Anyway, so the reason I'm reading this is because it's somewhat poetic, but it's also a reference to Willie the Shake. Clouds, uh, cloud cows herding. Clouds move from ocean to land, separately floating, they begin to herd together. As they grow, they spread upwards and outwards into the cumulus clouds representing rain to come, the beautiful symbol of rain by the Pueblo nations. These clouds becoming one grows into a sagging stomach, glowing dark. Bolts of lightning spread upwards, sideways and downwards. Rains release onto the mother, scouring the air and flooding the lands with new life. After the sound and fury, the clouds disappear into, as Willie the Shake says, into airy nothingness. Oh. That's that, Will, Willie the Shakes. Willie the Shakes. The, uh, I like that nickname. Uh-huh. Willie the Shake. Well, I wish I could. Uh, I wish I could claim credit. You know who's, who started Willie the Shake, don't you? Oh, you know. Well, Come on. Think of the great, the great hipster, the great hipster of all uh, time. Oh, you mean Lord Buckley? That's right. That's right. He did Willie In fact, the Shake. check out it. If we could find his, that'd be a good thing to find for a segue. Uh, Lord Buckley's uh, "To Be or Not to Be." It's his take. Uh, the hipster. We'll see. Yeah, we have. We'll see what we. 
can do. Okay, let's All see right. what we can do. But uh, I know after this, we're going to have uh, Jamie from Brother yeah. Spellbinder okay, playing a couple well, songs. Yeah, exactly. um, Jamie. Um, well, this is a little more of my, uh, this may be considered more of a rant. In the Usan Empire, do red lives matter? From what is observed, the answer is a full-throated and conclusive no. There are native people found drowned in rivers or found murdered and never investigated as serial killings or as separate murders. When was the first time you heard Red Lives Matter? When was the last time? To the Usa Empire, it's just another dead Indian. Most of the citizens in the Usa are amazed to find native people still exist. And when they do, they say, oh, it's really too bad what we did to the Indian, without so much as a word about what we still do today. Who is the illegal alien pilgrim? We honor native people by killing directly or indirectly, then honor the person Usyk has killed by naming streets or sports teams or cars, and on and on and on we name, all in the name of honor. We make movies of native heroes who are played by anyone but Indians. Indians who do play the roles in these films are named are named after will not have top billing. Instead, whites who are the supporting roles to the character or story gets top billing. Trust me, if the shoe was on the other foot, any of these issues, the gringo with their white privilege would be raising such a stink, but but they seem never be able to sell their own, smell their own corruption. When gringos think that they are getting gored, they are the first to complain, scream, and yell discrimination. Usa, your kindness is malignant with your corrupted thought in your superiority. You are, if nothing, but the smell of refuse. This is not said in hate, but in sadness and truth. With your passing, we can revisit the totality of the Iroquois Confederation, where our government, form of government is based, and include women left out by the white Christian men, and we see ourselves as who we are. One. One earth, one humanity. These things, as always, will depend on your humanity. That's right. Wow. Beautiful. He's going to give us a thank you. He's going to get up there. And you know what? Well, I'll save it for next week. That's not. Well, thank you for reading that piece that actually is relevant to something I saw today. Um, one of the things that we often see around San Francisco, because there's a, a society around, uh, surrounding this historical uh, genocide, which is the Armenian Genocide of 1915. Uh, yes. I was driving across the Bay Bridge today, and uh, right above the tunnel, as you're coming, as you're going west, it says, you know, the Armenian, Armenian Genocide, 2015, or 1915, rather, um, and the website, so you can go read about it. But I was thinking... What about the American, North American genocide? Yeah. But and it's something that is, you know, it, it's another example of um, how that word and that reality is something that in this country we keep at an arm's length. Um, and we never seem to turn and turn the mirror and, and look at look at what's happened um, in, in any really in-depth kind of way, other than kind of how you mentioned in your piece, right? Saying, well, you know, oh, yeah, it's a shame that what happened. Yeah, but don't take a look at what's going on now. There's that, too. So but we got the we got the the Red Nations who have been planning to uh, kind of get together in the spirit of the Rainbow Gathering. Um, yeah. And so there's there's definitely uh, I think the. The tribes across this country, um, this land, uh, are, are, you know, kind of getting getting together and 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 worldwide. Make, 
And, right. And ever since the yeah. UN dec- uh, created Indigenous Peoples Charter yeah. back in June, yeah. and we actually had the, the charter signed, the, uh, the signed one right here in this studio um, from the, the one who, the person who was be- the bearer of it. Um, so and, and the indigenous rights uh, on human rights uh, that's been out there for a long time too. So it's been ongoing. It's just getting stronger. Is my hope, and that seems to be what I see. Yeah, so. it's getting stronger, and people are getting connected, and the word's getting around. So, uh, yeah. so that's that's uh, that's where we're looking forward here. We're looking to progress. Um, but so thank you for reading that piece. Well, just Andrew. remember, we have to talk to each other about this stuff. Otherwise, we'll just uh, uh, it'll just go out there like it went to some sort of commission somewhere. Well, we're going to be back. <laughs> we're going to the uh, Rainbow Gathering and there will be a gathering there. And we're going to be back in front of the White House with the Native people and rainbows by part of that alliance that we forged in the Black Hills. And, uh, and we're also going to be feeding the people in front of the Democratic Convention in Philadelphia. This is all part of my future plans. So it's about future plans, about connecting and reconnecting and, uh, and emerging. Right. And putting it right here on, well, here be Jamie, the spellbinders. Hey, brother, give us a couple of songs. And by yeah. Yeah, give us a couple of songs. All right. Great. This is, uh, yeah, I'm Jamie and I play with Alzara and Brother Spellbinder, and this is one of the covers that we do. It's a, it's a John Prine song. It's called Angels from Montgomery. was an old woman named after her mother old man was another a child of grown no wishes were thunder and light of desire this house would have burned down a long time ago so make me an angel for Montgomery and make me a poster of that old rodeo just give me one thing that I can hold on to leaving this living such a hard way to go She was a young girl She had a cowboy He weren't much to look at Just a free rambling man But that was a long time No matter how hard she tried The years they'd flow Like broke down, down So make me an angel Montgomery and make me a poster of that old audio. Just give me one thing that I can hold on to. Leaving this living such a hard way to go. Mm-hmm. 
flies in the kitchen I can hear them buzzing And I ain't done nothing Since I woke up today How the hell can a person Go to work in the morning And come home in the evening Have nothing to say So make me an angel That flies from Montgomery That would be John Prine, yeah. Lovely, lovely. In that generation, I just think it, we, we, we alluded to before. John Prine, Dave Van Ronk, yep. Fred Neal, mm -hmm. am I right? And the young Bob Dylan coming in. They were already there, yeah. but Dylan came to the right place at the right time. That's 1961, am I right? Yep. Fuck yeah. yeah. I'm there in my mind. I remember for anyway. And I remember staying with all those guys at the Kettle of Fish, where it was right above the, uh, the limelight, the limelight, there in McDougal Street. And they're all there yeah. one day in 1961. And the rest is history. Give us another song. I'm laughing and crying at the same time. <laughs> anyway, once again. All right. Give us one more. One more. This is. Uh I know we just uh, celebrated the spring equinox a bit. Summertime and a living. are jumping and a cotton is high your daddy's rich and your mama's good looking so harsh little baby don't you cry And one of these mornings You're gonna rise up singing Spread your wings And take to the sky Until that day, 
nothing go harm you with your mammy and your daddy standing by. So, J- uh, Jamie, you, you're yeah. going to be playing as part of MAP, right? Is that yeah, we'll, what's we'll happening? Yeah, we'll be playing it. We'll be playing at, uh, what is it? Is it, at, we'll be the, at the library? Priscilla. Are you playing at Priscilla? Priscilla Eyes at uh, 8 o'clock to 8.45 or so. And we're also playing at uh, Allison's Shindig up there at the Mission Library at 3.30 to 4. Oh, beautiful. Nice. So, yeah. So anyway, so check us out. So good to have you around. Of course, yeah. you guys, are, as you know, are always welcome right here on a Friday as well. Yeah, we'd so love to come out when we can. Well, yeah, well, I'd love to see you. Give us one more song, will you, brother? All right. Um, let's see. This is one from uh, the Depression era. I think you were. What's this? Woody Guthrie. Oh, the generation no. just before. Just before. And uh, it was Woody Guthrie's children. We mentioned uh, uh, John Prine, of course, Bob Dylan, who was, became totally a Guthrie. I, I went to, went, left my house in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, we took him to the highway. He had his, he had his satchel and his guitar and dropped off on the highway going to go see Woody. It was 1961, and the rest is history <laughs> and history. Little, little we know that we'd be right here... Uh, I'm right here talking to one another so many years down the line. So it's called 7 Cent Cotton and 40 Cent Meat. 
themselves in cotton and fortisset meat. How the world could pull for any flower of pied cotton down low. How the world we gonna raise a dough. Clothes worn out, shoes run down. Old slouch out with a hole in the crown. Back still broke, my fingers are so Cotton going down to rise no more. Seven cents cotton and eight dollar pants. Who in the world has got a chance? Can't buy clothes and can't buy meat. Too much cotton, not enough to eat. Can't help each other. What do we do? Can't explain it, so it's up to you. Talking any man is beat Seven cents cotton and forty cent meat Seven cents cotton and forty cent meat How the world can a poor man eat Mules in the pond, old cop played by Poor kids empty and the cows gone dry Well, water low, nearly out of sight Can't take a bath on Saturday night No use talking any man is beat Seven cents cotton and a forty cent me. Cotton and forty cent meat. How in the world can a poor man eat? Poor getting poor all around here. Kids come a regular every year. Fat dog harvest taking it down. All we get is six cents a pound. Very next day we gotta buy it back. Forty cents a pound and a paper sack. Hey, thank you. Hey. All right, Jamie, thank you. Thank you. I I guessed right, because Val, uh, hey, hey, Rain, are you there? I'm here, can you hear me? Rain, it's so good to hear your voice. Make it rain. National Poetry Month. All the way, voice coming all the way over those mountains from Missoula. Who could have imagined it years ago that we could do that? Missoula, San Francisco. Around the planet, here we be. Rain, oh, yeah. do you have a poem for National Poetry Month? I'm, um, you know, it's just beginning, and it's bright and beautiful, and I'm happy to be alive today. So grateful that the next month is going to be poetically inspiring, inspiring with each and every day. How ma- Are you guys full up in the studio? How's the, how's the lineup been today for your first... Day of April. Oh, we've got all sorts of uh, poets and musicians and friends hanging out here for sure. Um, yeah, we've been talking about poems under the dome coming up with EK and uh, lots of poetry. Uh, poetry is in the air, we could say. So, uh, all all is I'm... well here. <laughs> cool. I'm standing here with a good friend named Gabriel, and he's a poet. Mm-hmm. And if there's time for us both to share. The, uh, the, there should be. Okay. Yeah, that sounds great. So, awesome. Yeah, go for it. Awesome. Well, I was thinking about one of the first pieces that I ever uh, really wrote inspired 
by my first hip-hop show, and I wrote this during an art class where I was supposed to draw a picture in words. And this is what I was motivated to write. I need to put a little shout-out for the wonderful author, Kurt Vonnegut, um, the poet of my science fiction imagination, who once wrote over and over again, so it goes. So it goes. So it goes. The world is spinning, and what do we know? And I will blow my nose when it runs or is stuffed, whenever it keeps me from breathing in this seething funk, that lost junk and decay, left on the wind to reflect, relay back to us. What's been passed? Typically we move so fast, can't see or know where we're going. The ocean's flowing and we'll ride these waves into our graves. Few learning nowadays that it's life that saves. Instead, we set ablaze, trample and pave the field and forest, this sacred creation that we've been blessed with, and I want to address this. Too much time has passed, so many years that we've turned our backs away, employed pollution and decay, enforced corruption, and allowed this destruction to grow and fuel a society that is selfish and cruel, a higher man holding the tools to control a lower. But people are people. It has been spoken and now written that in an age to come with the rising sun, the children that are born will eat the GMO-free corn and open their eyes to realize that the earth is sacred. So prophets have stated they will see the life and know it is right to defend it. And though the future is open-ended, an age of change is upon us. Are you ready to ride this ghetto gypsy bus? I dream of building it with my own two hands, traveling to faraway lands, no beginning or end. There's always another bend I never noticed. Sometimes it seems like a long, strange trip, but it's invigorating. Imagination, stargazing, contemplation, being busy building a foundation of trust and learning, wisdom and growing trees, unity. I have to feed this need to overcome the burning sun of consumer proportions. Chemical madness cannot heal my sadness, only leave me dependent, numb and droning, chilled and empty. Thank God that's not me. And thank God that the whole world is full of poetry. I'm so grateful for you guys broadcasting weekly. And, <laughs> and Rain, so good to hear your voice and lending a hand like we did back then, still going on. And I've been talking a bit about my journey planned, my journey to take me to the East Coast to the Rainbow Gathering in the Green Mountains of Vermont, and then down with, to, 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 to the Lakota people in front of the White House, saying free Leonard Peltier and Mamui too. And, uh, and then to the Democratic Convention, where we plan to be out in front, feeding the hungry, feeding the homeless, feeling the people who just happen to be out there. That's my plans. That's my journey. And that's what you, uh, that's a, a journey. And you're talking about a journey right there. Hey, Rain. You're so hey, much. Dave. You're so much part of my heart. It's amazing. Now, once again on the show, I'm laughing and crying at the same time. That's happened two or three times just in the time of doing this show where I find myself laughing and crying at the same time just to hear your voice and your phenomenal words. I do love you, sister. So good to know you. Well, it's so good to know you, and it's so good to know that you're gathering, and you have been gathering people there, and wherever you go to feed and nourish and connect them 
to the things that are really important and need to keep growing in this world. We are so blessed to have have you part of it. Oh, fuck. Put, put Gabriel on. Here he is. Hey, Gabriel. Oh, and here he Greetings. comes. Greetings. Hello. Hey, Gabriel, welcome to Mutiny Radio. You're about to be heard around the planet on the Internet. This is the Common Thread Collective. We cast a wide net. We find that common thread and let life flourish. And don't panic. We're keeping it organic. So, Gabriel, let me hear your words. Arr, I'm happy to be aboard. There's a piece called Perpetual Perception. Wrapped up into the tidal rush and down into a pool, splashing heavily in aural bliss and scattering school. It's a wave of a frequency, a steady beat that pulses straight to me, still shining after cleaning out my mind, with a message of true love. But we don't even see it. We can barely feel it as we bathe in the dim blue glow. The flickers tell us all we need to know, and our perpetual perception is tuned to a channel of depression. Listen to the news, it's all about blues, not shades of gold or other hues that come from sharing with each other our stories and our glories magnified in compressed time. Energy penetrating past old doors into new rooms of relativity, revolution revolving all around we, uncomfortably numbing agents are crawling the streets, and now we have to watch our backs while we seek for inner truth amongst the outer lie that perches on our shoulders like a guilty spy on our inner fears, the source of pure tears that tear at our eyes until they run clear. And the mental spheres, they're back again with splinters that fragment this creation thing. And we're divided when we should be exponential. With our personal success is absolutely existential. We're working with the theme of the greatest rip that ever decided to pair time and take the trip of otherworldly proportions. Every time I think that big, it sends my brain into contortions. But that's okay, because a good stretch is that on a daily basis. An exercise of excessive classes in session. And I'm at my feet. They give me sentences to repeat, but somehow they do not seem to be complete. They are hollow, and they echo through the chambers of our capital cities, staffed by terrestrial extras, casting movies, casting lines, and the form holds, even as the mass unfolds and looks at us with a true face. It is time to complete the trace. You make the call. Word. And that is that. Word. Thank you, Gabriel. Thanks for making this call today into the Common Thread Collective. And we hope that you and Rain, and uh, of course, you're always welcome to call back in and share more of your poetry and your words and uh, with all the folks who are here and listening around the planet. planet, um, Magic muses to you all. Oh, I thank you so much. uh, as we say, you're always welcome to call in, and you two far-flung correspondents in Missoula. And here, stay listening, though, because here's my brother, Jorge, is going to give us a blessing. Uh, Saturday is going to be the Mission Arts and Performance Project, where at, at many different venues, there's free performances going on, finding out, and going the common thread. And here's one of the organizers and one of the spiritual, spiritual. Jorge, take it away, Bobby, brother. Thank you, Diamond Abe. Thank you, Mutiny Radio, for allowing me this humble moment. Yes, my name is Jorge Molina, and I am one of the curators of the Mission Arts Performance Project. It's been going around for 12 years without the usage of too much money which is a miracle. It's all about community. It's all about the people who really believe that the dream is possible, that what is being dictated by the quote-unquote status quo 
do not rule over our little souls and we are independent creatures and we love to make trouble and we love to make a revolution not convolution just evolution with revolution so here's a little bit of us to you people out there in the airways take it in open your mind open your heart and live a long life For forgiven, many change we have carried, many change we have carried. We fight for our freedom, we fight for our freedom, freedom. Freedom, freedom, libertad la dulce, libertad la dulce, libertad, libertad la dulce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Si la tierra te da cariño, si la tierra te da cariño, si la tierra te da cariño, dale cariño a la tierra, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be 
Thank you. Thank you, Diamond Dave. All these years, Food Not Bombs, and now Mutiny Radio. Thank you. Don't forget, people, Saturday, tomorrow, April 2nd, will be the Mission Arts and Performance Project. There's 14 venues. All you have to go, mappsf.com, and it will give you all the information. And if you come by to the library, I think at 2 p.m., they'll have some, uh, some programs there as well. The library. So coming through. Now, James. Thank you. Thank Jorge. you. It's always such an honor and a pleasure to have you come in and, and bless this space and, uh, and bring everybody together in a very universal sense and, and through the rhythm and the music that you provide. And yes, coming up next is uh, James Ellis, uh, who's going to be performing some of his original poetry tonight at the Beat Museum as part of the showcase Mavericks and Fools, Poetries of a Different Beat, curated by Justice Morgan, and it's featuring the street poets of 16th and Mission. So uh, James Ellis has, has been a, a member participant in the 16th and Mission street poetry for uh, many years now, and uh, he's going to be yeah, with a lineup tonight at 540 Broadway, the Beat Museum, starting at 7 o'clock tonight in North Beach. Um, it's going to be Norman Salea, Missy Church, Paul Corman Roberts, James Zealous, Rusty Rebar, E.K. Keith, Charlie Getter, and Justice Morrigan. Uh, so head on out there tonight. It's a good way to kick off. National Poetry Month. Thank you, Jorge. Thank you for the love. All right. I see Bloodflower is set up at the piano. And uh, we just have a few minutes, James, uh, before we wrap up the show. So uh, take it away, my friend. It's born of self-pity. You pray when you are in difficulty, when there is sorrow. But when there is happiness, joy, there is no supplication. This self-pity, so deeply embedded in man, is the root of separation. That which is separate or thinks itself separate. Never seeking gratification with something which is not separate brings only more division and pain. Out of this confusion, one cries to heaven or to one's husband or to some deity of the mind. This cry may find an answer, but the answer is the echo of self-pity in its separation. The repetition of words, prayers, is self-hypnotic, self 
in closing and destructive. The isolation of thought is always within the field of the known. And the answer to prayer is the response of the known. Meditation is far from this. In that field, thought cannot enter. There is no separation. So no identity. Meditation is in the open. Secrecy has no place in it. Everything is exposed, clear. Then the beauty of love is Thank you for bringing us that meditation from Jay Krishnamurti on this fine Friday called April 1st and looking forward to hearing some of your original work tonight at the Beat Museum, James Ellis. It's going to be fun. So uh, if anyone out there is listening, come on down. It's going to be a good time. 540 Broadway Street and North Beach. And thank you, Bloodflower, again for playing piano and uh, bringing the ambient, uh, the ambiance, uh, the sc- the musical score to the afternoon. Um, so uh, this has been another fantastic episode of the Common Thread Collective here at Mutiny Radio. Thank you, everybody, for your presence, for your gifts, for your support, uh, in one one way or another. And, um, and we, we certainly appreciate uh, this space and hope that we can continue to be here in the Mission District uh, doing some grassroots radio programming, spinning around the planet on the Internet um, on mutinyradio.fm. And uh, I don't know who's supposed to call if anybody right now, but uh, we're only on, on the air, so... Um Let me wrap up the show here. I want to read one of my poems from a book I put together a few years ago now. Um, The book is called Shaking Out the Smoke Screen. And uh, there's nobody on there now, Dave. Um, And uh, I just want to read it because I feel like, you know, I love San Francisco. I love the Bay Area and uh, the people in it. And, and I'm always amazed. And it's one of the things that keeps me coming back here every Friday is to, is to have all these amazing people show up and um, the passion that I, that I see as the common thread. So this is my poem here called Bay Area People. Conscious connectivity. Bay Area ability. Grooving and maneuvering to the crowd-pleasing sounds of revving up evolutionary agility. Where the idea of conquest is a contest, and we strive to rise above eyes of the hawk and hearts of the dove. Getting down and dirty, but keeping it real. Respect, we reflect on the bygones and the upsets, restless and yet nesting in our bayside aviary. No fence too high over which to carry the throngs of our songs. Salty, sweet, and sour, we don't allow time to define our hours. Yours and mine, you're round and chiming in too. Release, research, and rethink all we've been given to celebrate and recalibrate, always willing to make the next move to improve the situational misuse of moments that are best used to remove the barriers. We Bay Areas relinquish nothing 
but the stale energy that occasionally builds up like walls in which to cage us. But we are timeless and priceless, and so you will not age us. I'm Global Val. And what a great way to... What a great way to, to wind up our national, to begin the national Poetry Month. That's right, it's the wind up. The lined up, getting together, doing more together, and heading off to the 28th, which will be Poems Under the Dome each and every week. Oh, don't forget, Val. What's that? Don't forget, everybody. Our, our special guest is, what well, is on the 8th? Is that the, yeah, our special guest with next week will be John Avalos, who's about to leave his seat, and uh, his seat on the Board of Supervisors termed out. We were Francisco Arara today, who's one of those running from the People's Candidate, the People's Movement. So John will be here next week as a special guest at 3 o'clock. Fantastic. Well, as uh, John Avalos exits his seats and we exit Mutiny Radio and hopefully uh, head down to North Beach for Mavericks and Fools at the Beat Museum, here's a little Bob Marley for you. Perfect. People, we love you uh, all around the planet. Keep doing what you do. You're amazing. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy April. Get out there. Do some good stuff.
the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Oh, uh, is, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. Uh, I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts. You won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast guy. I can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool at MutinyRadio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen. Graphic design for every need and live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to subliminalsf.com now.
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, 